it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. This New York Times piece that claims Trump and his allies plan to increase presidential power in 2025. Their fear is that Donald Trump is going to seek more authority over agencies of the executive branch, which, constitutionally speaking, he would already have. But it's kind of amazing the attitude you get from this piece, because if if it's in the New York Times, it's what many Democrats are thinking. And the essential crux of the piece is that when there's a Democrat president, because Democrats are inherently good, presidents need wide authority. When Republicans hold the White House, Republicans are inherently bad, and the checks and balances either come from Congress, and if not Congress, then these, in, these agencies have to act independently from the president. And one of the most disturbing, disturbing quotes in this piece, first of all, uh, I, I love the fact that they, you know, it, it's almost weird. If Trump, they're saying Trump wants to increase his authority over the executive branch, which he wouldn't have to do, he would be president. But if this time around, he would expect to work with a Republican Congress to reduce the power of the federal government and trim back some of these agencies, they're essentially calling him a small government fascist, which is insane. You know, just because people give off a good appearance on CNN and they they position their coffee mug in the right place and they've got their notes and they're holding their pen properly, doesn't mean these are actually intelligent people. I'm, I'm pretty convinced that popularly, we don't really know what the word fascist means or Nazi or dictator or even socialist. I, I, I think these have become mostly buzzwords that truly, truly millions of people don't understand. And remember, it's the government that runs the education system. But I, I like this. In this piece, it says Congress created specialized technocratic agencies inside the executive branch and delegated to them some of its power to make rules for society. Excuse me? What part of the Constitution would even entertain that? There's only one place where the Congress, and it's not even that the Congress transfers authority to the president. Temporarily, there are recess appointments, but there is no provision of the Constitution that would grant the Congress to lazily give its legislative authority to the president of the United States or independent. What is this independent federal agency thing? You mean unelected people, unelected people would be free from free, free to make rules that are enforced like law aside from the authority of the president and only checked by, quote, oversight of Congress. No, 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 no. That's not, there's nothing in the Constitution that even remotely touches on that. As a matter of fact, and I I don't think you're going to get this from Kevin McCarthy. I, I just, I, I don't, I, I think it would have required a Speaker Ron Paul or someone of that nature to say Congress is going to break out committees dedicated to each federal agency and review all of its active rulemaking and then vote on them in the Congress. If they fail, they are no longer rules. 
A federal agency cannot make a law, and it can't enforce the law that it made unconstitutionally. So yes, law enforcement falls under the executive branch, but if you have a regulation or a policy where somebody could be dragged into court, they could be fined, they could even be incarcerated, but they are not running afoul of any actual law, that is no different than a police officer arresting you for refusing to wear a mask during the pandemic. Unless the legislative body creates a law, the executive branch signs it into law, and the courts sustain a challenge, or turn back a challenge, excuse me, based on the constitutionality of the law, at least as far as the state constitution goes, then you're not in violation of a law. A police officer cannot enforce a non-existent law. Now, when they say lawful order, the lawful order has to be predicated on the law. A cop can't just say, because I said so. Because I said so. You said so? What do you mean you said so? We do give inherent authority to police officers, but it's predicated on the laws they enforce. They can't just make things up and say, well, that's the law because I said so. Essentially, that's what federal agencies are doing. It's laughable. And yet, this is, this, is now, this is now the attitude of the Democrats and the media going into 2024. Now, I want you to listen to this. This is the one and only Jake Tapper. Can you cue up cut four? Jake Tapper picked up on the very piece I just cited for you, which their fear is Donald Trump is going to take a chainsaw to the federal government should he get elected. Let me tell you something, I would be his biggest cheerleader. Well, Andrew, you don't believe that. Oh, but I do. Oh, but I do. I'm a 10th Amendment guy, ride or die. Cut four. Presidential power may never look the same. If voters put Donald Trump back in the White House, Trump and his allies are planning a major expansion of the powers of the executive branch. According to the New York Times, those plans include bringing independent agencies under direct presidential control. That would include the Federal Communications Commission and the Federal Trade Commission and chiefly the Justice Department. He also would refuse to spend money Congress has appropriated for programs he does not like. And he would remove officials he does not like from intelligence agencies. Uh, with us now, Alyssa Farrah Griffin, CNN political commentator and former White House communications director, uh, for the Trump administration. Alyssa, let's say it's 2025, Trump is president once again. Uh, what do you think it will look like if he is able to increase his authority over every part of government, knowing what you know about him having worked for him? Well, listen, uh, Susan Glasner has a great analogy she uses in her book talking about the Trump uh, time in office where she compares him to a dinosaur in Jurassic Park learning to open the door, saying he could be more dangerous in a second term because he understands how the machines of government actually work. First of all, Alyssa Farrah Griffith doesn't seem to know anything about the Constitution. Not, and it doesn't matter, right? She was a communications director. Her job was to, to brand. Same thing for Nicole Wallace working for George Bush. But I noticed we're not even talking about the Constitution, what Article 2 says. What is this independent agency? And since when do Democrats 
scoff at the idea that a president can exercise his full. Well, again, we're talking about Trump. They've decided that Donald Trump is unapproved of. So they're creating these, these false barriers and parameters and constitutional firewalls that don't really exist. What do you mean? Barack Obama literally invented his own his own immigration policy. Joe Biden, do you have that clip? Wait, we do have that clip. I'm, I'm going to be playing this a little bit later, I think. Cube cut one. Here's, here's Biden literally saying he has the power to force people to get vaccinated. Play cut one. We need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. Where does he get this authority from? Where does he get this authority from? You want to talk about authority? See, it's the benevolent dictator. It's the approved authoritarianism. If the so-called intellectuals who are anything but approve of the authoritarianism, that it's not authoritarianism, it's benevolence. Understand something. A pet trades freedom for affection. A pet trades its freedom to be fed, have its belly rubbed, and a warm place to sleep at night. That's what a pet is. Citizens are not pets of the government. The government didn't have this authority. And yet there they were. Get vaccinated or else. Where does this authority reside in the Constitution? It doesn't. And you can't cite it. You want me to give you another example? Here's Barack Obama in 2012 inventing his own immigration policy. Cut to. Effective immediately, the Department of Homeland Security is taking steps to lift the shadow of deportation from these young people. Over the next few months, eligible individuals who do not present a risk to national security or public safety will be able to request temporary relief Even the from deportation in the not buying it. proceedings and apply for work authorization. Now, let's be clear, this is not amnesty. This is not immunity. This is not a path to citizenship. It's not a permanent fix. This is a temporary stopgap measure that lets us focus our resources wisely while giving a degree of relief and hope to talented, driven, patriotic young people. It is, the, it is the right thing to do. Oh, it's the right thing to do. Well, Congress didn't pass any new laws. You take an oath to faithfully execute the laws. Deportation is what you get for crossing the border illegally. Now it's 2023, and those people are still here, and they're getting Obamacare, and they're qualifying for affirmative action. Obama just invented it, just invented powers. And if you really want to hear what it sounds like when the president of the United States is unmoored from the Constitution, I want you to listen to a one-minute clip from a public service film produced by 
the White House under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Cut three. When the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, our West Coast became a potential combat zone. Living in that zone were more than 100,000 persons of Japanese ancestry, two-thirds of them American citizens, one-third aliens. We knew that some among them were potentially dangerous. But no one knew what would happen among this concentrated population if Japanese forces should try to invade our shores. Military authorities therefore determined that all of them, citizens and aliens alike, would have to move. This picture tells how the mass migration was accomplished. Neither the Army nor the War Relocation Authority relished the idea of taking men, women, and children from their homes, their shops, and their farms. So the military and civilian agencies alike determined to do the job as a democracy should, with real consideration for the people involved. Oh, is that how democracy works? That the president issues an executive order, 9066, and says, you no longer are an American citizen. You will turn yourselves over to the military authority and you will be incarcerated until such time as we choose to release you. And you will relinquish all of your property to the government of the United States in the process. And that included farms, by the way. Don't talk to me about an authoritarian Trump. We've seen left-wing authoritarianism and constitutional overreaches throughout this history. Now, I'd like to play you a clip of Woodrow Wilson segregating the federal workforce, but we don't have any recordings of that because of the, of the year in question, 1912. Warrant 695 Patriot 9572874. Quite literally, Woodrow Wilson, the grandfather of the modern progressive movement, looked at the 14th Amendment and said, yeah, I don't care about that. Demote the black people. I actually read, wait, do I have a clip from, do I have the quote from last night from the, from the monologue? Hold on a second here. Uh, I was reading, is, is, it, is anyone, everyone familiar with who Howard Zinn is? If you saw the movie Goodwill Hunting, the bar scene, how about them apples? When uh when uh when Matt Damon Matt Damon says uh you got to read a people's history that book will blow your mind that's Howard Zinn if you remember if you remember that scene in the uh, in the movie okay here it is here's here's the here's the quote so from wait is this it nope this is the wrong one nope no hold on it was from last night it was from last night yes here we go um Howard Zinn's the site that celebrates uh, Howard Zinn's work is called, what is the name of this website? What is this? Oh, the Zinn Project. Okay, the Zinn Project. From the zinproject.com, textbooks, textbook, textbook myths about President Woodrow Wilson. And I quote, at home, Wilson's racial policies disgraced the office he held. His Republican predecessors, I can't believe this. You got to understand Howard Zinn and all of his people, his acolytes, hate conservatives. 
His Republican predecessors had routinely appointed blacks to important offices, including those of port collector for New Orleans and the District of Columbia and Register of the Treasury. Presidents sometimes appointed African-Americans as postmasters, particularly in southern towns with large black populations. African-Americans took part in the Republican Party's national convention and enjoyed access to the White House. Woodrow Wilson, for whom many African-Americans voted for in 1912, changed all that. A Southerner, Wilson had been president of Princeton, the only major northern university that flatly refused to admit black people. Does Michelle Obama ever point this out as an alumni? No, she doesn't. We have to fundamentally transform our history. He was outsp oh, an outspoken white supremacist. His wife was even worse. She told darky stories in cabinet meetings. Darky stories? Darky stories and cabinet meetings. His administration submitted an extensive legislative program intended to curtail the civil rights of African Americans, but Congress would not pass it. Unfazed, Wilson used his power as chief executive to segregate the federal government. He appointed Southern whites to offices traditionally reserved for blacks. So where Congress would not give Wilson the authority to segregate the federal workforce based on the 14th Amendment, he did it anyway. He was a progressive Democrat. Jake Tapper, the media, the New York Times, they're telling us only Democrat presidents should be unbridled. Well, here's what they do when they are. Internment, segregation, violations of sovereignty and forced vaccine mandates. There's your Democrat party for you. You're worried about Trump. The federal government and its agencies are out of control, and we need someone to rein it in. Winesick 695, Patriot 9572874. Again, I'm not endorsing anyone, but I think, quite frankly, and we didn't play the clips, I don't need to, Tucker Carlson embarrassed a large swath of the Republican primary contest field. These people don't have it in them. They don't have it in them. McConnell doesn't have it in them. I have high hopes for, for McCarthy, but I don't know. Do they have it in them to pare back the federal government? They've Republicans have talked a good game for the past 20 years. What have they actually done? But now they worry that Trump is going to act like somewhat limited government fascist. I don't even I don't even know what the hell their logic is. Wine six six ninety five Patriot. We're right, they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.